Welcome to the Kung Fu Mama Show! Today we have back our beautiful guest, Monica Lu Ullman, who is uh, the uh, partner of Petit Blumen, and it's a Montessori-based community, and we've learned so much on the last episode, so we'd like to learn just a little bit more. Uh, one thing that Kali is learning at the moment is how to go to the potty. <laughs> and uh, because the Montessori philosophy has um, a lot of uh, different insight on routines and things like that, I thought it would be nice to um, pick your brain about what, what is it that we do, that we should do to help our, our kids learn how to be potty trained. Okay. So to talk about potty um Montessori, we don't talk about potty training, we talk about potty learning. Mm -hmm. It's the same that we let the kids explore food, like you use a, a fork or spoon to start eating, you sleep on the bed. So it's the same, going to toilet is a natural uh, physical need. So they just need to learn to use the toilet for the physical needs. But because nowadays we use a lot of diapers and then the diapers getting better and better, it absorbs better and better, so kids, they don't feel it, so it doesn't bother them. Mm -hmm. um, so to talk about so-called party learning, each of the kids is different. The way I use for my kids' party learning may not be helpful for your kids or may not be helpful for other kids. Mm -hmm. But generally, like if we look at how the Montessori kindergarten or daycare to help the kids to learn about party, um, they often just the same, like they let them to start using learning pens, underwear instead of diaper, mm -hmm. ask to invite the kid to toilet, but don't force the kid to toilet. If the toilet, if the kid wet themselves, just state, oh, you wet yourself, let's go and change. And then to help them to learn how to put their pens on and so on. Um, at home, what we could do is that we set up the home environment which is suitable for kids mm -hmm. to start using the potty, whether it's adding the little toilet, uh, adding a toilet paper, using books for helping the kids to learn about mm -hmm. that toilet, right. little bench for the kids to change their pants afterwards, oh. yeah, and also a place where they can wash their hands independently mm -hmm. without parents like uh, too much effort helping so i think that's setting up the environment for the kids to learn about potty uh, i think it's important that they first need to feel that there's a need and this feeling uncomfortable uh, so how does that how long does this um process begin so if you if you don't put them in diapers and you have them in just um underwear yeah is is just like is there pee everywhere or how does it all work? I think it really deep down back to the questions for the parents: Are the parents ready or not? Mm -hmm. It's not the kids are ready or not; is the parents ready or not? Mm -hmm. So if the parents feel that yes, I'm ready for this, then it change the kids to learning diapers. Some kids they are faster, some kids are a bit slower, some kids has less regression, some mm -hmm. kids have more regression. What is a learning diaper? Is that something that actually uh oh yeah. So we have this diapers is like you you tape on the front and then you have this push pen, right? Yeah. The, uh, la la ku in Chinese yeah. learning diaper. Yeah, pull up pull, pull up, up pen. pen yeah. uh, diapers. Yeah. And then you have those Underwear is dedicated for kids learning potty. They are a bit thicker than the normal underwear, uh, absorb a bit better, but it's not 
diaper. It's not. Oh, okay. It's also not cloth diaper. It's really a pen, but just a bit thicker, like thicker on the bottom where they absorb a little oh. bit, but not a lot. So the but it's not. Uh, it's not cloth. It's not cloth. So it's actually a diaper. It's almost. actually underwear. It's more underwear. Oh, it's like a paper underwear sort of thing. Cotton paper, cotton underwear, but a big. Oh, just thicker. with the thicker pad on pattern. the bottom. Yeah. Ah, I see. So it doesn't create too much mess mm -hmm. because thin underwear when the kid or the kid pee, they probably just everywhere. So the thicker underwear is still absorb, but not absorb too much that to let the kids feel that hey, it's uncomfortable. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. So that they still they'll still know that they peed. Yeah. So you still have to obviously you have to change them every time. Yes. They but pee. of course like each of kids is different. Some kids right. they feel they really bother by this. Some kids they don't. So it So they might be running around in wet. <laughs> <laughs> so I still need to keep helping them to say, Hey, you wet yourself, let's go to the toilet, change. Mm -hmm. And then still ask them to sit on the toilet. Right. Of course, we don't force them, inviting them to to go there. So it's it's a process. Each mm -hmm. kids are different. Um, right. I mean, for my own kids, getting off the diaper is also different from my partner's kids getting off the diaper. Mm -hmm. If I see how far my partner's daughter's off the diaper, mm -hmm. and my kids itself, it took longer time for sure, mm -hmm. and a lot of resistance. Mm -hmm. But it's generally. It's like it, it work and then there's not that many like hey now you have to do it and something like that so mm -hmm. it's a process yeah yeah definitely so uh you also mentioned to have a little sink or a little washing area for them to how is there what's a diy style um, we, little hand washing station we actually use a learning tower in our toilet like those steps, learning step for the kids to climb up. And oh. Use our adult size sink to wash the hands. Okay. Uh, of course, you can build a little just wash sink for the kids to wash themselves. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that seems a bit much. You have to like get a designer or something. Like, can you just make like a little sink here? <laughs> or you just use like a bowl of water for them to just wash their hands. It's just more like they know that after going to the toilet, they have to they have to wash hands. Okay. Like a, a someone just a little bucket or something. You know, in I saw that people use the IKEA kitchen converted to just a washing tank. Oh. Uh, washing sink, small kitchen sink. Okay. Um, us, we use learning towers to help the kids to go up to our own like adult sink instead of building another one for him. Right. And right. then yeah, you can use a different way. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Get creative, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to be spending a lot of money. I think you can use a lot of DIY for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, main purpose is just like the kids can assess without too much help from the adult. Of course, mm -hmm. you will expect that the kids will play with the water a lot. It's their nature. Mm -hmm. They will play with the water all the time. <laughs> but they just need to direct them, hey, it's now time for washing the hands right. and then to dry the hands. And then mm -hmm. gradually they know that this would be the routine. I see. So maybe uh, Fritz is already, he just goes pee and washes his hands every time. Yeah. Sometimes he will want to play it, mm -hmm. and then he will forget to wash his hands. Mm -hmm. And then I will remind him, uh, 
we need to wash hands after going to the toilet. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to go by yourself, or you want me to help you to go together? Mm-hmm. And then sometimes give like a two option for him to right. choose, and then he will choose like, oh, I go by myself, or I want you to help me. Oh, okay, great. So less struggle to say, you know, you have to go for washing your hands and so on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. Okay. Well, what about so we've got potty tr- potty learning guys yeah. potty learning down. Just have them learn themselves how yeah. to do something that they naturally have to do anyways right yes. and then they naturally also have to eat right yeah. Montessori talk about like eating is like create a healthy eating relationship with the kids I know a lot of parents here in Taiwan they're really struggling with the kids eating um, but the thing is really the kids they know what they wanted to eat and how much they are uh, they need to take so we suggest parents or including us that we invite the kids to go to the kitchen, prepare the food together, and mm-hmm. then to eat together. It's very simple. Like you can ask, like for example, Henry now is one years old. We invite him to the kitchen, helping us to wash, like wash leaves, uh, wash vegetable, wash mm-hmm. fruit, and then he enjoyed it. And then I get some peace movement. Then when I cook food, and then also help him to start learning about the vegetable he's washing. Is a part of also the learning, like our practical life and language. Mm-hmm. For Fritz is older, we invite him to start using cut, like cutting board to mm-hmm. cut the sausage or cut the meat. Uh, not the really big stick, but like a fish and so on. Very simple thing for him to do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I invite him as well to make a dumpling jiaozi together, mm-hmm. oh. uh, fry as well. Right. So I think. It, he has a lot of interest in the kitchen because mm-hmm. he wants to see how the parents do. Right. And then we just invite him and then we go together. Of course, we don't force him to eat. We present the food um, and then ask him to choose whatever he wants to eat, how much he wanted to eat. And then he just pick it up by himself. And it, it works for us. Mm-hmm. I know it works for other parents as well. And gradually the kids like create a positive relationship with the food. Then they start exploring different food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you find that um, because you've used this method, they they actually like to eat vegetables even? Yes. Uh, for my kids, they like eating whatever they cook. Mm-hmm. Even if it's the same vegetable. Like sometimes when I cook cauliflower, he doesn't want to eat it. But if he cook by himself, he will eat it. So I think it's, <laughs> it's a difference. Like, nice. Yeah. Sometimes he likes eating carrot, but sometimes he doesn't. Mm-hmm. So it really depends on whether he participate in helping to make that dishes together. Right. Um, like you, you mentioned that Kali also like playing uh, with the Play-Doh. Right, right. We don't have Play-Doh at home, but we use a lot of flour. We use the flour making as a Play-Doh. Oh, that's great. To let, great. Them to let him start learning yeah. how to make noodle. Mm-hmm. Like I think in Taiwanese you use this called mian ge da. So basically uh-huh. just noodle, it's just like, like, like a twisting like a little a bit. No, nochi, right? Nochi, yeah, a, knochi, uh, yeah, yeah, knochi. A nice knochi because they just like twist it differently. Right. So I just asked him to do it and then we start boiling it together and then he eat it together. Right. Sometimes I add some colors like a spinach sauce or tomato sauce to make it colorful. Mm. Then it becoming the play dot. Uh-huh. And then he start playing with it. Um, you can buy those baking shapes whether mm. it's a horror shape or animal right, shape, right, right. and he start, yeah, he start pressing on that. And then mm-hmm. it's also 
training their five motor skills. skills. So which I think is quite interesting to to let the kids explore so-called practical life because right. preparing food, cooking is mm-hmm. part of our daily life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just invite the kids to the kitchen. Oh, that's wonderful! Yeah. Great. So then he can eat independently. He yeah. already learned the potty, and uh, he's sleeping well. Actually, yeah. Actually, at the age of two, Fritz already eat by himself. Mm-hmm. Of course, he went to the daycare. Daycare, the, the IE also like helping him to learn how to scoop. Mm-hmm. Um, we use the same philosophy to Henry. Now Henry is one years old. He just eat by himself. Mm. Uh, most of the time, of course, we still use a two-spoon measure to feed, and also he mm-hmm. grabbed it by himself. Sorry, mm-hmm. could you repeat that? A two-spoon method? Two-spoon measures. Like, it sounds very fancy, but it's just like you have two spoons, one spoon for the uh, prime caretaker, one spoon for the kids. So you help the kid to scoop and then put it there, and then you scoop the food and put it into his mouth, and then he just learned to grab it by himself. Okay. And just gradually that. So one is the one spoon's got the food in there already. Yeah. The one second the, spoon is the just for the, mer- the uh, prime caretaker to prime just caretaker. to fit because under the age of two they still don't really know how to eat. As uh, it's not the skillful for them, so they're mm-hmm. still practicing and learning. So we mm-hmm. still need to fit every right. now and then. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think Kali sometimes she she can she can eat independently, but yeah. then sometimes like for the end, yeah. she can't get yeah. everything. So just and then just she'll just scrape, yeah, yeah, exactly, just scrape scrape yeah. the bowl. <laughs> well, it, of course it would be messy at the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's food everywhere, mm-hmm. but if I see that like how Fritz is eating now, it's less mess, and then most of yeah. the time it's actually very clean. Yeah. Henry's still at the process of creating a mess at home uh-huh. but i think in general it gradually yeah. it will change you know? oh yeah i mean it's only yeah. one years old yeah it's... yeah yeah i think we've we've um gone past that stage but i think because kali likes to she, she likes she's actually quite a clean baby in that she likes if she sees like there's a mess on the yeah. floor oh she she will tell us to pick it up for her <laughs> She'll say napkin, napkin, or you got your or she'll run over. Yeah. She'll grab the napkin and she'll give it to you. <laughs> she's, yeah. she's bossing us around. Yeah, we need to change that. But <laughs> it's so children led. <laughs> our, our homes, we do have a cleaning station. Mm-hmm. So we just invite the kids, ask the kids over cleaning by yourself. For them, they learn, they love it because they can just do the mopping, although. Yeah, it's probably create more messy than it's <laughs> yeah. supposed to be, but I think the motion. Yeah, they the, like they they love it, and then also kind of helping them for the motor skills, mm-hmm. and then gradually they really learn how to clean the floor in mm-hmm. a proper way. Yeah, right, right, right. So, so also that's also part of the the stations because I know um, that. Your program is mm-hmm. is very much so based on how to do Montessori in the house. Yeah. And oh. so one of the stations you also have is a cleaning station. And yeah. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, like, just a small cleaning station for the kids where they have the children's size cleaning tower, mm-hmm. children's size, like, um, boom. Uh, broom yeah. and mop and so on. I mean, you can okay. find that already in the market. Okay. So I think just, like, they know that where they can access to the tool. 
Mm-hmm. And then once they finish using it, they will put it back. It's mm-hmm. more about like the odors at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you tell us more about、um, what are the other stations, or how do how do people、um, optimize their homes for Montessori learning? I think it. We don't want parents to spend a lot of money just at home for creating the environment for the Montessori. Of course, if you're willing to do it, it's up to you. It's parenting style, parenting choice. Right.、Uh, but it's important that the kids they can assess to the things that they need for their practical life,、mm-hmm. whether it's like their own catering that they can get for their food, like their bowl, their、mm-hmm. fork. Uh, whether it's a cleaning station where they can just find the tower, they can clean for them、uh, the mastic ray,、mm. the toilet area where they can access to the toilet freely, their closet where they can access to the clothes they wanted to to wear freely,、oh, like、and so、that. on. I mean, it's just like <laughs> if we think the kids as another human being, the things that we do as adults is the same for the kids that they do as a kid. Okay. Of course, we need to create that environment for them, and also helping them to a certain point. We need to help them to make certain decision. Right. Inviting them together to make the decision. Right. But it's important that they can access to the tool instead of always asking us to help. Right. Yeah. For things like that. Yeah. Oh, that's that's super cute. I just、yeah. have a. Have a nice vision of like putting everything into like the mini, <laughs> the, the child size, <laughs> the child size,、yeah. child size,、um, you know, clothing shelf. Now, now I'm thinking already to put all her clothes on the bottom. You know, she can, she like, I mean, she likes to choose clothes. She's、it's, really into that. Yeah, it's also like、um, it's important that to provide like limit the choice for the kids as well.、Mm-hmm. So at Montessori is. Very often, that parents feel that oh, Montessori is like a free things, like a free. You, the kids can do whatever they want.、Mm-hmm. But if you go to Montessori daycare or kindergarten, it's always about freedom and boundary. They know their limit, and then they play within the boundary and limit to exercise the freedom. The same、right. at home, like we don't provide thirty clothes for the kids to choose,、mm-hmm. but we provide like two or three. For them to choose, and then、mm-hmm. we rotate the clothes for them. Then they、mm-hmm. can choose about that. Because when they have too much, it's very difficult for them to make the choice.、Mm-hmm. The same for adult. When we have too many, we often just make us the choice is the same. We often just worry. Yeah.、Oh, so it's the same. I see. Yeah. Okay, I like that. So also,、um, in the home, yeah.、Um, well, you want to set up and optimize everything for your kids. You don't want to give them. Too much choice, so、yes. they're just overwhelming. It's like less is more, less toys, less clothes choice,、um, just less things that they can make the decision, and it's easier for them to regular their life as well. I mean,、mm-hmm. they they need they need certain routine, and they need the sense of order. When we have less things, it's easier to make such order for them, and then、mm-hmm. they can easier to build that within themselves.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it's important to remember that like less is more. Sometimes、mm-hmm. we, we tend to have more toys for them or more、right. clothes, but we can rotate the toys. We can rotate the clothes. It's just like when we give them the choice, it's、mm-hmm. like three or four, so they can choose easily.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and then make sure you're observing the child to see what it, when it is that you need to rotate it, rotate,、yeah. and what they want to rotate. So.、Um, 
having like toys and having stations that they can that um the kids can learn what do you what would you think say for uh for example a two-year-old little rambunctious girl who likes say music she likes play-doh um and she likes uh she likes a a little little bus that you can push around (laughs) (laughs) what what would you say would be some good tools or good stations for for someone like that of course like i i haven't met her so it's difficult for me to give a recommendation because I really need the observation, mm-hmm. but you can see from your own eyes like mm-hmm. what she likes. Yeah. Uh, if she likes playing music, mm-hmm. you can have a music corner, mm-hmm. like some instrument. Uh, if mm-hmm. she likes drawing, you can provide some drawing, like a stations, like mm-hmm. different type of material for her to experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, display in a trail or mm-hmm. in a basket where she knows that if she needs to work on that specific toys or tool, mm-hmm. she bring it and bring it to the chair, she draw and then afterwards she will clean that and bring it back where it belonged to. Mm-hmm. Um, like for two years old, very often that they also love using scissory, they love using sewing, like a needle. Oh, sewing. Sewing as well. That's very interesting. Yeah. Um, it's also good for them to learn about the movement, like mm-hmm. the fine motor skills movement, the scissory, you need to use the clip. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how to call it in English. It's It's like for oh, there's knitting? a needle. It, no, it's like it, it's a piece of paper. Uh-huh. You can put some dot, and then there's a kind of needle. They they learn. They love how to just like poking or choking. Oh, yeah. it's, okay. It's quite interesting that the kids they they do love it, and it's important that they learn how to use this muscle as well the wrist muscle and the wrist muscle yeah because okay. in in the future they need to use that for writing as well for pen mm-hmm. right so you see that when the kids they start painting they love using this movement first right and then very soon they do start using this movement right so it's like a so you're well. so so in the beginning their wrist is yeah. stiff but yeah. then slowly their wrist is yeah. more fluid and they can they learn move it around it. Yeah. with a paintbrush something so like they that. can provide different type of art area for for her to explore mm-hmm. of course like uh, kids love exercise do you mm-hmm. see them like using a push bike or bobby car mm-hmm. like at our home we, we had a bobby car we have a tricycle the kids love just riding around because for them they love using the the different part of muscle right climbing as well they mm-hmm. like climbing or jumping so i think it's important that they they can do that exercise as well mm-hmm. um for the rest i think it really depends on how you observe the kids like mm-hmm. you get reading could be part of it like some right. books present some books for her that reading could be part of the activity as well mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and also not too many books right yes <laughs> <laughs> to have a choice of a certain you know maybe four or five four or five books, books and uh, rotate them yeah for us like uh, it we always have a six six books display in the bookshelf mm. but we have an area where we just put a book like like you guys and then the kids they start picking up the books which right. they want but i think at the beginning when particularly at henry's age it's always just like a few books yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. i see 
Okay, so what kind of advice can you give to parents who want to send their kids to Montessori daycare <laughs> or, kindergarten. or how do you how do you choose a proper Montessori preschool? Is yeah. there such thing as a proper? Yeah, you know? good questions because yeah. I just wrote a blog about that. Actually, there's no real or fake Montessori kindergarten or daycare because Montessori is not a trademark. So it's not a licensed kindergarten or daycare. Right. Um, of course, we can check a few things and see that whether there's a Montessori aligned. For example, we can check the environment, whether they use lower shell, whether they have the area, for example, for zero to three, the daycare, whether they cover so-called sensor, sensory area, language, art, music, practical life, like a daily life area, whether... They display such work in Montessori. We don't call it toy. We call work such work accordingly. Whether the place oh. is clean and tight and so on. Of course, you can also check off the teacher whether they are so-called AMS or AMI trained. Whether okay. they have the license. Um, what is that AMI? AMI is like a associate Montessori International. It's okay. actually the oldest, uh, the most traditional organization okay. to train. Montessori teachers. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you can see that whether the teacher they they got the training from. Right. Of course, we can check all of those checkpoints. You can check the program whether they provide the kids outdoor exercise uh, time, whether they leave longer period for the kids to work individually or group work and so on. We can check all of that. However, my main questions to all the parents: mm -hmm. if those kindergarten or daycare they check all the points. But when you go in, you don't like the way that how the teacher interact with the kids. You don't like the teacher how to interact with you as parents. Would yeah. you still send the kids over to yeah. such a daycare, even right. they check all the points? Say, I am a Montessori aligned kindergarten. Right. Right. So I think it really depends on the parent. What do you want for yourself mm -hmm. and for your kids? Right. It has to be matched with the parent's priority as well, mm -hmm. whether it fits your personal interests, your mm -hmm. financial interests, your daily schedule interests, whether you see yourself to work together with the kindergarten for your kids. For us, uh, own experience, we really look for the teacher interaction, yeah. how they interact with the kids. Mm -hmm. um, they don't need to be nice to the parents uh, from our perspective. They don't need to be super nice to us, but they have to be nice to the kids, whether they really have passion in terms of kids' education, right. how they see themselves, what's for the sure. turnover, for, uh, turn, turnover rate, uh, rate for the teachers in the daycare. Because for zero to three, what most what matters most for us is that it has to be stable. The right. kids cannot have too much change in terms of mm -hmm. prime caretaker. Mm -hmm. So you can check all of this, uh, but really depends on your own parenting right. style as well. Mm -hmm. So whether it's real Montessori or fake Montessori or yeah. Montessori or all, I think it really like up to the parents how they decide. Yes, there of is course. there are a lot of Montessori school here. Mm -hmm. Talk to the school, talk to the teacher, and check out how the teacher interact with the kids. Mm -hmm. Open door or closed door. Check out at different time and see. Also talk to the parents, existing parents, and right. see that how how much they like about the kindergarten, mm -hmm. why they like it, mm -hmm. and then to make the decision. Mm, great, those are some great tips. So, how can we be a part of the Petit Lumen community? What what do we yeah. what do we do? Tell us. 
it's quite simple. You just <laughs> need to follow us on Facebook at this stage, Facebook or uh, Instagram. We have our own website as well. We mm -hmm. publish our blog on our website and mm -hmm. then some small tips. There are some more upcoming service uh, from Petit Blumen. Of course, if you're interested, you can always get in touch with us. We irregularly organize some events. Mm. Uh, so called Montessori at home or talk to other Montessori advocators and create a community that how do we do parenting nice yeah so. okay great well I can't wait to join your next or upcoming event and we learned so much um, and we're very very grateful for you having you on the show so thank, thank you. you so much thanks for inviting yes of course <laughs> so guys uh, follow uh, Petit Blumen what is it at uh, uh, PetitBlumen.com Oh, that's Petit our Blumen website. Is the website? Yeah, we have on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Just type Petit Blumen. Okay, yes. Yeah. So look for Petit Blumen, and also don't forget. I mean, if you guys haven't subscribed by now, at Kung Fu Mama Show Facebook IG, you guys know the drill. <laughs> so thank you so much. Thank you. Um, see you guys next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye.